0: Apparently while you guys were in Peru, you tried ayahuasca, and I want to know what that experience was like. You've got one minute.
1: Oh man, that's a big question for one minute. Okay, ayahuasca is...
2: Welcome to the Good People Effect. Have you ever heard that saying, surround yourself with the right people if you want to grow? Well, that's exactly what the Good People Effect's about. It's here to motivate your adventurous side. It's here to inspire your creativity and it's here to fill you with a sense of purpose. It's here for you. So kick back, relax and enjoy another episode of the Good People Effect and tell some friends about it. Welcome to another episode of The Good People Effect. Today, I've got a very, very sweet episode for you. It's a travel-based episode with Amanda and Ryan from the World Wanderers podcast. These guys are usually interviewing other people today. I thought I'd flip the script and actually interview them. Uh, They're really, really cool people. They seek happiness through travel and adventure and they grow and they're continuously uh, putting themselves, uh, pushing their boundaries and putting themselves in situations um, to help themselves grow, which I think is awesome. We're going to have a chat today. If you're about to have an adventure or you're about to go on a bit of a travel journey yourself, then this is absolutely the episode for you. They're going to share some of their secrets, some of their tips and tricks, and some of their stories which I um, absolutely enjoyed and I can't wait to catch up for, for a beer with these guys later on down the track. I was meant to actually be having a, an episode with a Buddhist monk um, that was meant to be released this week, uh, but that's actually being approved at the moment. It's going through a bit of a process. So that one's a little bit delayed. Uh, but if you're looking out for that episode, hold tight. It's not far. It's just around the bend. Um, and that's going to be a really sweet one. That's going to be my first video episode ever um, when when I launch my new channel in a couple of weeks. Uh, so stay tuned for that. If you haven't had a chance yet, jump on Instagram, check out the Good People Effect, at Good People Effect. Um, and if you want to say hi or just let me know what you think about the show, shoot me an email. It's Michael at Good People Effect. I'd love to hear from you guys. I love getting emails. Um, but anyways, without further ado, here's Amanda and Ryan and here's our chat that, you know, was just the best. So enjoy.
0: Before we start, sorry, I just going to say thank you so much for being on the show because I've, I've been really pumped about this one for a while and I'm, I'm really excited. Like I've been excited for the last couple of days and um, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's all I say. Well, thank you so much
1: yeah, well, thank you for having us it's uh it's great to be here uh, It's always fun when you do something like podcasting to get to be on the other side of it, so we interview people a lot more than we get interviewed, so it's always fun to talk about ourselves, I guess
0: <laughs> yeah, it's something a little bit different, I guess um yeah, I've only been interviewed once and and it was it was quite a strange experience for me because it's like yes, yeah, it's, it's weird, you're on the other side, you're not the one asking the questions, but um, yeah, feel free to ask me some back if you like. So, um, <laughs> Sounds this is good. Gonna, this is going to be good. Um, yeah, how did you guys get started on, on your journey?
1: Yeah, so we've got to back up a couple of years, or I guess like nine years, we, <laughs> nine years ago, 10 years ago, we, we met and then started dating. And we met while we were in university studying business. Mm-hmm. And we both really wanted to travel when we finished university when we got our degrees and so we decided to do that together so that was in 2011 and we took a big six-month backpacking trip around the world. We did Europe, we did Southeast Asia, we did Australia, New Zealand and we came home so dirt broke that we jumped right into uh, full-time jobs and within the first couple months of that I feel like we were both just like you know, we're like 22 and we're like, is this what we're going to do till we're 65? Like, this cannot be it. Like, we have to do something different. So we began to save our money and kind of concocted a new plan. Uh, we quit our job, sold our stuff and went to South America within two years of returning from that first backpacking trip. And we spent six months down there spending a lot of time journaling and having introspection and just trying to figure out what was next for us because we kind of felt like, you know, this whole like work full time, save all your money sell all your stuff go traveling and then you know come back home and do it all over again was not really sustainable for us the older we got and the longer we did it um, so we came home and moved to a new town and kind of had a career change do you want to take it from there
3: sure yeah so we um yeah moved out to a, a small uh, tourist town in the mountains uh we started we just really like focused on lifestyle so we got i got a job at a cafe uh, and it got a job at uh, a retail store. And that's when we started our podcast. Um, so while we were traveling, we just had, uh, especially myself, had been really interested in podcasting for years. Um, I used to work in a vineyard. And so I just listened to podcasts all day. And I always had the idea that it'd be cool to start one. And while we were traveling, we we're like, oh, you know, we've, been spent like a year of our lives traveling been a lot of places we should just talk about this um so we started our podcast just kind of talking about our travel experiences um and kind of philosophy on life in 2014 and then have just kind of continued from there uh documenting all sorts of changes as we've moved places and taking on different uh jobs and all sorts of stuff but um yeah that's that's really how we got started and so um fast forward to today um what we do with ourselves is we do our, our podcast. Amanda has a different podcast and then we have uh, a number of other gigs outside of that that kind of keep us busy um, and uh, supported eating while we're living yeah. in a somewhat nomadic lifestyle.
2: Yeah, that's that's really cool.
0: I think just taking it back right to the beginning of, of that story, I think it's pretty cool that you guys, I don't know, somehow found each other and you had like a similar perspective and a similar kind of um, way of thinking and looking at things and you kind of went through this journey together. I think that's really, really cool and you're really, really lucky to have met each other and to be able to kind of meet someone that can kind of team up with you and, and um, go do all these awesome things together and, um, you know, you kind of check in with each other regularly. I think that's 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 awesome. This is like so cool. That's like a dream.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, I, I know for myself feel very lucky um, just from like, you know, meeting friends and there are obviously like when, when we met nine years ago, we're very different people and have changed a lot and learned a lot from each other and kind of our, our values have converged because of all of that. Yeah. But yeah, find someone who, you know, share values with you share kind of like major life philosophy. And then also just like, Hey, we'd love to travel and we both want to, pursue that with our lives yeah it's yeah pretty special so what so
0: when you so you said you quit your jobs and went to south america what was uh uh, you guys said that you said that pretty casually um i think that's a a really big (laughs) thing to do and uh, there must have been i'm sure there was a lot of uh uh, fear involved and a lot of um i I don't even know like you guys would have been going through quite a bit um internally but what what was it so what was the catalyst of that so you said you went back to your jobs and you decided that you couldn't do it anymore um, so you were kind of just, uh, I guess, I'm not sure if this would be the right way to say it, but working to, um, to sort of travel and then you'd, you'd spend all your money, you'd come back, you'd work again, um, and then you'd save up for travel again. But like, what, mm-hmm. what was the catalyst for all of that? Or what made what was the moment or what was kind of the moments leading up to that decision?
1: Yeah, there were a couple of different things. I think in terms of picking South America, I had actually, Uh, traveled to Peru so we got back in at the end of 2011 and then in the summer of 2012, so about like nine months after that, I went and met one of my girlfriends down in Peru. She was on a two-month backpacking trip by herself, and I went down there for two weeks with my vacation time at work, and I just completely fell in love with Peruvian culture, Peruvian food, the things I saw. I came home, and I was like, Ryan, we have to go to South America. Like, we have to see this continent, and Ryan was kind of like, I don't know. We kind of already did this thing. Like, I don't know if we should do it again, and I was like, well, just think on it, and I have this... This, like, maybe not so subtle, but I think it's kind of subtle way of being like, hey, come look at this photo of this really cool (laughs) thing in in this country. And so I just kind of, like, casually slip these things in. And it didn't take long to convince him. Within a couple months, um, he was like, okay, I think I'm on board. And then for my birthday... A couple months after that, in February, he gave me a South America Lonely Planet. He's like, Hey, I'm down. And right, so yeah, it, worked,
0: within, uh, it worked.
1: Yeah, within <laughs> less less than a year of that we had made made the jump to do that. But yeah. um I think in terms of, you know, other things that kind of inspired us to go or kind of made us feel like we really needed to go, we were just in a, in a Kind of a bad place. Like we were in a rut where we didn't spend that much time, like quality time together. Even though we lived together, our lives were kind of like go to work, go to the gym, come home, have dinner, like zone out in front of the TV for a couple hours, go to sleep, do it all over again. Sure. Um, and on the weekends, we would, you know, go out and party with our friends, and yeah. it just, it, it kind of was eating at us. Like it's not that it's a life that you know somebody's listening and they're like, oh, that's my life, and I'm, I'm happy like that that's fine no judgment there but for us it was really not serving us and not making us happy and then Ryan got a neck injury and things kind of went like significantly downhill from there and we just needed a change we needed to get out we needed to do something different and yeah so it, it actually wasn't that hard to like sell our stuff and quit our jobs yeah like,
0: you got, kind of got to that point I guess it's about being honest with yourself as well because kind of if if that that lifestyle or that kind of situation or routine isn't right for you, um, it's right for some people. But if it's not right for you, I think it's all about acknowledging that and just being really honest with yourself and saying, you know what, um, this isn't for me, and I want something more. And I'm going to do something. Um, I'm going to do. I'm going to take action to get myself out of this and 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 sort of like, um, create the environment that I want to be in or the lifestyle I want to live in. It's yeah, really cool definitely. That, you did that it's really cool.
1: Yeah. And I think, so a friend actually messaged me today. She's thinking about, you know, moving back, like moving from Calgary in Alberta to Toronto which is like across Canada yeah. she's like I just feel like super scared and I just she's like I felt like you were a good person to message and so I kind of was like talking with her about it and she's like how do you just do it like pick up and go and I was like it's not that it's not scary it's always scary like there's always you know these fears and these worries that maybe it's not right or it's not going to work out or something bad is going to happen but I think that the more that we do it the more that we learn to trust ourselves and trust that it's going to be okay so I think that having that six-month backpacking Trip the first time, yeah. It's like I knew that as much as like I was scared to quit my job and scared to sell my stuff and scared that maybe things weren't going to go well in South America, that there was also going to be really great things that came out of it because it, that's what had happened the first time.
0: Yeah, I think that fear is kind of sometimes it can be a bit of an indicator that you're you're actually going the right way, as weird as that sounds. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've noticed that in in life, in my life, and even in friends a lot of friends around me it, it just seems like every time someone's faced with that 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 fear where they actually need to face it and, and overcome it um oh, more times than not probably every single time actually good things come out of that um in a weird way yeah 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 that's really cool uh so yeah so then obviously um so you guys uh quit your jobs um because you obviously got hit with a bit of post-travel depression back then um yeah. <laughs> and you started you started the podcast um what, what made you start the podcast in the first place? You said you've always wanted to do it, um, but what what made you start a podcast? Because I know from my personal experience, a podcast has really helped me in a lot of ways in life, and, and starting it has been one of the best things I've ever done. So what made you start yours?
3: Yeah, so there wasn't like, there was kind of like a couple of things. So okay. um, like I said, one uh, from about... From the time I was young, I worked in a vineyard in the summer. Um, so it's manual labor. You're just using your hands, but you're outside for like 8 to 10 hours a day doing nothing. So um, I would just consume all sorts of podcasts, like uh, basically everything. Like And at that time, podcasts were still pretty new. So there wasn't like a ton of good content, yeah. like enough that I was like, because I was listening to like eight hours of podcasts a day, um, I like couldn't fill out my day with enough of the good stuff I wanted to listen to, so um, that was really when it started for me, like, I just listened to podcasts from, you know, I guess that would have been, like, 2007, 2008, all the way up, yeah, yeah, up up to, like, 2014, Um, and when we were, I think along the way, There was, you know, the the shows I really liked and enjoyed were just, like, people hanging out. So, um, I really enjoyed, like, the Joe Rogan podcast. There was uh, a Canadian sports show called Tim and Sid. Um, They've since, like, made their way onto television and become a lot more, like, professional. But they had this podcast where it was just, like, a bunch of guys, like, hanging out, talking. Yeah. Do you Um, feel like
0: you've taken elements of um, all those kind of podcasts and bring it into your own a little bit?
3: Yeah. So, that's what I, I, like, loved. Um, And then we were traveling. And it was 2014, Um, we were backpacking, and I was like, oh, I wonder if there's, like, any travel shows that are like that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we have all these great conversations with people at hostels, we talk about travel and, like, what it means to us. And I was, like, looking through, and if you look in the travel section, especially at that time, it was just all these, like, language learning shows. Um, But nothing that was really, like, just people hanging out talking about travel. Yeah then I kind of like got my idea like oh maybe that would be cool to start and then I was listening one day to um an episode of the Smart Passive Income show yeah. where he, he uh, Pat Flynn was talking about how uh, he started his podcast he was interviewing uh someone who kind of inspired him to start his podcast mm-hmm. and then we were walking we were doing a trek it was the Coca Canyon trek and I was like I should start a podcast mm-hmm. um I was like what, what what could I do it about and then I was like Oh, me and Amanda could talk about travel. And then I, like, walked over because she was, like, a little bit ahead of me. I asked her if she wanted to do that. She was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and
3: then that, that, that was basically it. So we went, like, a couple weeks later, we, like, started recording it, like, on our phone with just our Apple headphones. And then we got back to Canada, like, two weeks later. We bought um, uh, bought a microphone, mm-hmm. you know, found out how to set up a thing on Libsyn and just started right there. So, um yeah, kind of just like a combination of things, but yeah, it's like loving podcasting, um, wanting to see like, oh, it'd be cool if there was this like travel show that existed, not really finding it, and then also just thinking, hey, it would be cool. And but you know, a lot of it was selfish as well, just like hearing, um, just thinking about how you know it's such a cool opportunity to meet interesting people, it's such a cool context for um, for the two of us to have deeper. Um, conversations about things that we may not have unless we were sitting down to talk it out um, yeah and just, just flacked into kind of like
0: what we're doing fit. right now right it's like we're just we're just you know three humans on the other side of the planet from one another and um we're just having this chat about what we love and what we enjoy it's just like it's it's kind of crazy when you think about it that way i think
3: yeah absolutely um it's kind of especially you know with some with some things it's like i kind of think of it like a like a cheat code uh <laughs> like know. so many people will talk to you just because it's like being recorded that would never if you're like hey yeah. do you want to just like escape you want to just escape and talk would be like oh, i don't know like man. having, having I,
0: like <laughs> would you like to go for a coffee and would you like to come on my podcast and have a chat it's a very different question isn't it
1: Yeah, it's got like a way, way less of a creep factor for sure. Like, (laughs) I don't think it's like weird at all when somebody emails and is like, you know, just like you did, like, do you want to come on our show? Like we do it all the time to people. Um, But, you know, if somebody just emails is like, hey, do you want to go for a coffee? just out of the blue it seems kind of random although at the same time being like based in Mexico City we've, we've actually had three people who listen to our show who have reached out to us being like hey I'm coming to visit do you want to go grab a coffee and we've said yes to all of those
0: that's so cool <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. so you've actually met up with these people mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome tell me about Mexico what's it like like I've, I haven't been there since I was like 14 so I, I love that when I was there well what's it like
1: yeah. yeah, Mexico City is really, really cool city. Um, I was pretty anxious to come here. I just wasn't sure if I would feel safe on my own. Like, you know, I don't want to have Ryan have to be by my side 24 hours a day, no. seven days a week. And it's really nice, especially the area that we live in. We're super central. Um, we've got a million good restaurants around us. The people are really kind. And um, I like that the vibe here is not as touristic as... A lot of other places in Mexico mm-hmm. I think that there's you know pros and cons to that of course but as for us we wanted to come here and we wanted to be engaged with the culture and to learn the language and I feel like the best way to do that is to be able to go to restaurants and be able to practice speaking and that sort of thing and nobody speaks to us in English here which is really really great yeah and yeah, there's like endless amounts of things to do here. There's I think 20 million people who live in this city, so it's just gigantic and always stuff going on.
0: Yeah, how's has your has your Spanish going though? Is it is it going well?
3: Muy bien. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming
1: it's it's coming along.
3: Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. So we had because we spent time in South America. Yeah. Um we're able to like get to kind of like the functional level where yeah. you can like go to restaurants do whatever you need to do Yeah. Uh, and now we're kind of like in that zone between being able to like easily get what we need to get and some, sometimes it's a bit like clunky and awkward mm-hmm. but not like quite at that level where it's like, hey, we can just like make friends and have deep conversations. So
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's – I think you're at a pretty good point. Like I just started studying Spanish about three days ago and um, I made <laughs> it a commitment that cause I'm, I'm actually selling everything that I own and going to South America Um, indefinitely and kind of seeing what happens in about three months so I thought I'd really want to learn the language before I leave um, and I'll give myself you know if I spend 90 minutes a day I can get to about 150 hours before I leave or something so I think what I've learned from watching all these videos online though is that as long as you can communicate with people you can always kind of chisel out the grammar a bit later on Um, and being in that in that location obviously is the best way to do it because you speak you're forced to speak it so often so I think you guys, it sounds like you're on a pretty good track, though, like, to to getting uh to fluency or to at least being able to, like, communicate. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, I feel like it, it'll it probably hit you when you, like, land wherever you touch down in South yeah. America and all of a sudden, like, you need to get a taxi and you're like, oh, God, I don't know any of this vocabulary. <laughs> and you're like, okay, Spanish lessons, like, right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, that's awesome that you're doing that.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm and my nervous. my philosophy on it is just, like, focus, like, completely on fun Um, and enjoyable things and like uh, not at all on grammar so like for like I love um, Spanish music so I've got like basically all I listen to on Spotify is like um, a whole bunch of like reggaeton songs yeah uh, or like Latin rap Um, we have like a Mexican TV show that we like to watch
2: yeah
3: Um, I like know I, I know like all the words to Despacito, uh, <laughs> and a number of other songs too. So just like singing along to Spanish music, I instead of like I do Spanish lessons, but it's just me and a, a Mexican guy. We just like hang out and talk, yeah, uh, and, and awesome. he tells me if I did something wrong. But there's no like formal grammar or whatever, and then you kind of just develop that like feel for it like instinctually. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Uh, I'm sure at some point if I keep going, I'll get to a point where I'm like, you know what? I should really polish this up. Yeah, But, like, so many people, I think, try to, like, they get so involved with, like, hey, I need to learn the grammar and conjugation charts, whatever. Hmm. And it's just boring. And, like, pay for language teachers, like, giving you homework and stuff. Um, and it just, like, makes you, like, burn out. You just make it fun, focus on fun, and then – and really falling in love with the culture. Yeah. Uh, like, especially the pe- people – a lot of people – Um, and I'll end this rant sometimes too Um, (laughs) like think of like learning a language as this like utility thing like oh I should learn Mandarin because that's going to be valuable in the future or whatever but if you like really don't like the culture then you're not going to really it's going to take ages and you're never really going to like embrace it versus yeah. like, if you really love like Latin culture, you're going to like want to learn how to like, uh, trill your R's and uh, <laughs> learn the accent and how to like speak and like embody it. So, um, that's kind of my philosophy. Can, out you, uh,
2: can
0: you roll an R for me right now?
3: <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: that's
3: no. Hey, that's it's still a work in progress.
0: Sounds a bit Star Wars. It's Star better. Wars-y. It's better
3: it's Mind. yeah that was a bit chewy-esque.
0: chewy yeah <laughs> nice nice yeah no totally agree fun is where it's all where it's all at when it comes to learning a language and that's a good that's a really good tip like um i, I didn't know it would go in this direction but i'm liking it i really am um <laughs> and and what do you think it's like kind of being in being in that country where where everyone's speaking it do you think it is a little bit daunting in the beginning like i'm, I'm a bit worried about that to be honest like to land and have like no english anywhere and just to be, you know, just to be on my own in a way, like, it's a bit, it's a bit freaky, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it is a bit daunting. It can get kind of, like, stressful to think that you can't communicate with people, yeah. but remembering that we have so many other ways of communicating like um, I mean phones phones are a great way like typing something into Google Translate or you know even just writing something on the menu if you don't know how to pronounce it or they're not understanding it just typing the word in Mm -hmm. Um, as well as like hand gestures they go a long way to getting what you need Mm -hmm. and so I think that again it's kind of like this trusting that you're going to be okay and that's like been a very, very hard thing for me to learn over the course of my travels mm-hmm. because I like to be in control of things and I like to have things go well and go a certain way and i 've had to let most of that go because travel just throws all sorts of stuff at you um, but it 's just trusting that you 're able to you know use a hand signal and kind of communicate or write something on a piece of paper or yeah. type something into your phone kind of to get able to you- let
0: go in a way um, I think travel. Teaches you a lot of lessons but that's one that hit me pretty hard as well um and I, I love how traveling pushes you in all these different directions and forces you to kind of um face all these different challenges and and helps you grow out of that and that's just one one perfect example of that um do you feel like obviously you guys have grown since you started but do you feel the same way about travel or do you feel that that's what happens
1: yeah, I I definitely think that I continue to grow as I travel, and I think that travel has shifted a lot. I think for both of us, but I'll speak specifically for myself. Mm-hmm. From you know seeing all these amazing things around the world, and like I certainly still love doing that, but it, it really gives me the opportunity to grow more as a person. Everywhere that I go, it's like you know even if I'm just dealing with a bus that's like overheated or in a long line or for example our bus was an hour and a half late when we were going from Mexico City to San Miguel de Allende and it's it's frustrating like that stuff kind of sucks like that's the the side of travel that's not so nice but at the same time you can learn so much by standing there and being calm and taking it all in and just um, seeing how you react and teaching yourself to react differently and being okay with things not going your way and that sort of thing
0: yeah yeah i guess i guess the mentality when you travel is really important to have the right mindset and to travel with um you know with a with a lighter heart and a lighter mindset and just a, and, a, a, and a way to uh, make yourself pretty adaptive i guess make yourself kind of a bit more fluid um and then uh less rigid and i think travel kind of um helps helps mm-hmm. you um become that way as well because of these kind of little things that come up and you're going to get upset about every time you miss a bus or every time something goes wrong while you're traveling. I mean, you're not going to be a very happy person, are you?
3: <laughs> no, no, not at all, especially in South America. <laughs> um, yeah, you definitely learn how, how to kind of like regulate your emotions and just like accepting things that are outside of your control is a big thing. Yeah. Um, and then just like one more, so on that point about like travel um, kind of helping you grow and helping you learn, like I genuinely feel like in six months of backpacking after finishing university, I learned way more than I did in four years of university. Yeah. Altogether, just about like personal responsibility and like yeah. other cultures and even things like business and entrepreneurship and how money works from going around to a whole bunch of different countries.
0: The lessons probably and would then, have been a lot more. Yeah, um, there are different lessons, right? On, on one side, you're kind of learning about specific subjects, and then um, you're kind of learning more life lessons when you travel.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, like real like tangible stuff and it's um the lessons are kind of like you're uncovering them for yourself so instead of someone telling you like here is the lesson uh, it's like you're, not, you're you're making all these observations from changing circumstances that are around you and then you're making the connections and you're saying oh that's what this is or oh you know that's what's happening here and then it like connects with you on a much deeper level yeah. um, because it's your it's, it's your insight then and I think the other thing about about why travel for us, and I think mo- a lot of people, is such a valuable growth experience, is because um, it, it allows you to separate yourself from an environment that. that um, just an environment that you're used to. So, you know, when you're you're at home or you're in a city you've lived in for a while, your social circle, um, your life is very habitual. The people around you kind of know you and, and expect consistency from you. But over time, you're learning new things. Uh, the things you care about and value are slowly changing. Um but it's kind of hard to, to fully like embody that change while everyone else kind of expects you to be like the same old you. Yeah. And so when you go away, this is kind of what happened for us when we went to South America. We had been you know, changing over the course of, of years, um, but kind of still in the same track. And then going away for a long period of time really allowed us to kind of think about where where do we want to go with our lives, and having that separation from like our social circle and our families and our um, you know the city we lived in and our jobs really allowed us to kind of take a step back and say where do we want to really go, and like how can we make that happen? Yeah, like, What the hell is going on? Be- and
0: what do we want out of this? Like I think that's that's so important. That's like that's like ridiculously important to actually stand back and analyze. What the hell's going on? You know what I mean? And you're right. It's yeah, so absolutely. hard to do that when you're in the middle of everything. Yeah. Sorry I interrupted yeah. you there. I'm just oh, no, that pretty was, passionate that was about what you were that saying. Was, like, that that really was
3: the good. end of the point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, sorry. I get a bit passionate when we when we talk about these <laughs> kind of things. Like I totally agree with everything you just said. Like it's so right. Like every single day you're doing the same thing. You're going to the same job. You're seeing the same friends, you're having the same conversations you're in this kind of a, a loop where you can grow and you can learn but it's I guess it's kind of limited by surroundings and your routine but then when you take all, all that away and you just kind of um, uh, just let go a, a bit um, and and that could be through travel it could be through many other things as well but um, it, I think it really gives you a chance to expand your mind and, and learn new things and like you said push your boundaries and, and and learn these life lessons for yourself but I also think like um, listening to podcasts like travel podcasts and, and just um, listening to other people's perspectives outside of your circle um, allows you to grow and taking it in and, and not thinking that I guess you know everything and, and being open to other people's opinions and perspectives that also helps so I think like what, what we're kind of doing and and having chats with each other and, and help, like allowing other people to kind of hit, listen in on those chats I think people can gain things out of that and I think just when I listen to other podcasts I, I know I gain a lot as well
1: Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and I think even just talking to other people who are so different from yourself I remember when we were on our first backpacking trip and we were staying in hostels kind of for the first time I'd done like one other kind of Europe backpacking trip and that was all and just meeting so many people doing so many interesting things like I felt like it just shattered my entire belief system of what I could do with my life like I'd always just thought you know I go to school and I get a degree and then I get a job and then I get married and I buy a house and I have kids and then I retire and then you know I take this like once a year vacation and I had never really like I think part of me had kind of questioned it and been like oh this is kind of weird but I'd never really deeply thought about it until meeting people who were doing so many different things and I was like whoa the world is like a big gigantic place and you can really do like anything that you want to do with your life
0: yeah that would have been an interesting moment that would have been cool just to think that it's like what the hell is really going on like like this is all what I've kind of been um kind of programmed to believe in a certain way and now all of a sudden there's so much more and and that feeling that I had inside that things weren't quite right it was kind of like that instinct was kind of like right all along you know what I mean like that's that's really cool that you kind of Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome when did that happen
1: Uh, It was in London, which was our second stop on our first big backpacking trip in 2011, so I would have been... How old was I? 22? Yeah, I was 22. And I can't remember what this guy did, but I just remember this guy. He was in our hostel, and he'd been traveling for a long time. I don't know if you remember this guy. Yeah,
3: like... Years. Yeah. And he,
1: I think he maybe like sold stuff on the street or something or um, bust, like played music or sold crafts or something. And I was just like, what? That's like not a living. Like, what? Like, what do you mean that's what you do? You've been doing this for years. And I think it just kind of like blew my mind that this person was doing this and he was so casual about it and like talking about it like it wasn't weird at all. And I was like, this guy is so weird. But... (laughs) the other part of me was like this is so cool like people do this okay I'm in
0: yeah sometimes I guess just coming back to fear for a second some people I guess a little bit worried about um doing things outside of the norm because who knows what's going to happen like um kind of leaving themselves completely open but I think at the end of the day everything kind of ends up all right most of the time I know that sounds weird but that's kind of what I believe and And that guy obviously had that mentality and, and it's so cool that you guys went through all of this and now look at where you are like today in 2018, what you're actually doing um, and what all the experiences that you've been through. Like if you just think of every single experience that you've been through since that point, um, that's, that's, it's just a crazy thought anyways.
3: Yeah. And that's, I'm kind of just done a little bit earlier but that moment, so it was like end of 2013, where we had both kind of dissatisfied with our jobs. Yeah, um, we were still very much on like the conveyor belt. Yeah. At that period of time, we had like that one travel experience, but that was very much like in line with what was acceptable. You know, go yeah. to college, yeah, go for a backpacking trip, but then come back, start yeah. your career. Yeah. 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 And that was the moment where I was like, we knew that we both weren't happy with the way things were going, but we had, like, no idea what we were going to do with our lives. But we, we weren't like, oh, in six months we're going to come back and we're going to move somewhere else and we're going to be able to, like, start this podcast thing and that's going to lead to other opportunities and that's going to lead to us, like, going to move somewhere else and that's going to lead to, like, us being able to, like, make bunnies as nomads. Is and way they basically, that way to say yeah. Yeah, it was basically just, like, like I was worried. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe like, Am I going to be homeless? What's going to happen? Um, do you actually think that? I was, like, actually worried about that. But, yeah, it was just, like, this isn't right. I know that. I don't know what the next step is, but I just know I need to, like, jump off this conveyor belt and kind of have some faith that i'll figure out the next step yeah and it will and that's what it that's what it has done and like we've interviewed so many people on our podcast who have had kind of similar moments where they've had to just like take a bit of a leap of faith yeah um where they really didn't know how it was going to work out in it uh and it's worked out obviously there's definitely survivorship bias we don't interview people who uh <laughs> didn't work out for yeah
0: but i think but that uh, it's like, even if it doesn't work out um and it kind of like Everything you do that kind of uh, you fail at, you can just kind of figure it out. You say, okay, recalibrate. I did this wrong. Next, time I'm not going to do that. Let's try again. And as long as you keep trying again and you keep learning from those failures, then you're always going to be okay. Like it's never going to be unless some freak accident happens or whatever. But I think as long as you kind of learn from where you went wrong and you kind of adapt and adjust and, and, and keep trying and keep pushing, then, then things will work out. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, I would 100% agree with that, and I think that it's really easy to get kind of stuck in the mindset of like, what if this doesn't go well, or what if this doesn't work out? That's real bad. Yeah, I just feel like it's not it's not a way to live a happy life or a productive life. Like, you if you live your life like that, you're just never gonna leave your house, and you're never gonna try things, and you're never gonna say yes to new people and new experiences. And I feel like you know that's a big thing that we've learned through our travels is we've just gotta. Kind of jump like yeah. both feet in and trust that we're gonna surface and everything's oh, yeah, gonna be okay. fine. Yeah, that's the best way yeah. to do
0: it. I was recently having this this podcast with Dr. Craig Hassett. He's like um, a doctor of um, medicine and mindfulness. He's just this crazy cool guy that knows a lot about health. And he said it's even bad for your health. Like um, there's things in your body called telomeres, and they measure how fast you age. And when you're worrying about the uh, future and worrying about the past, you get into this like primal um stress mode stress response mode where um it's kind of like you're getting hunted by a lion for example would be a would be a situation where you would need to be in that mode but people get into that mode when they don't need to be and it actually makes them age a lot quicker and um it just has so many negative effects worrying about things that have um worrying about what's happened in the past or worrying about what's yet to come and it's taking you away from living in the moment and, and kind of just going with it and, and kind of experience life, experiencing life to the fullest. So yeah, it's definitely that pocket where you want to sit in. <laughs> um, just just be be mindful and, and present and, and take chances for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So okay, I want to talk about um, what you guys do uh, for money. Now I know it's probably a question you guys get it quite often, uh, but I know you've got another podcast, right? Um, So that one is about the business of yoga. What's that one called, Amanda?
1: It's called MBOM, which is uh, an acronym for Mastering the Business of Yoga. Okay, tell me a bit about that. Yeah, so I got my yoga teacher training in 2015, and when I entered the yoga world's I had come from this corporate background and I still felt like really confused about how to create a career and be successful in the industry. Um, Yoga teachers go through 200-hour teacher trainings in order to get certified as yoga teachers. That's the minimum that they have to do. And there is a business component, but it's very, very small. And I get it. I mean, 200 hours isn't that much time to teach yoga teachers how to teach yoga. And that's what it really needs to focus on is is how to teach. Um, But there's this aspect that's missing about how to market yourself, how to sell yourself how to make money and I felt like in my first six months as a yoga teacher I just kind of floundered and along the way I was sort of learning all these different lessons like okay I'm gonna create this resume I've got a background creating resumes no problem I can do that okay I've got to do a teaching demo okay writing this down so I know for next time and um, at this point Ryan had accepted a job in Atlanta Georgia and we had moved down there for 10 months and at this point uh, he actually suggested, he's like, well, why don't you create a podcast on it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. Um, so I started this podcast to focus entirely on the business side of yoga to teach yoga teachers the business lessons that they weren't getting in teacher trainings. Mm-hmm. And basically I interview people for the majority of the episodes and I just talk to people who are successful in the industry. So they're doing things from running trainings to international retreats to teaching studio classes, privates. Um, I just want them to be able to share those experiences with my audience and yeah i'm on season three now i think episode 84 is coming out on monday and it's just been a really great learning experience for me and it's allowed me to learn a ton to the point where that i'm able to now share that with other yoga teachers who are coming into the industry so i can help them grow their businesses and so that's another part of my online business that i do with that
0: that's really cool that sounds (laughs) That sounds awesome. It sounds like you're really you. helping people in a spot where it might be needed, like pretty badly.
1: Um, yeah, I, I think so. And yeah, thank you for saying that as well. But yeah, it's just I, I'm super passionate about it. It's kind of like my 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 project that I just I really love. Like I've just watched it grow really organically, and yeah. it's it's been cool to add sponsors to the show. And I have a private Facebook group that's growing like crazy, and you know, working with more people one on one. And it's yeah. just it's. Got that's a
0: awesome. few yoga instructor friends. I might have to put them onto it.
1: <laughs> yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's, I guess, that's one of your um, income streams. Is is the other, the other podcast, this podcast. How else do you guys kind of fund your travels and um, kind of um, get by?
3: Yeah. So on on my side, um, other than our travel podcast, The World Wonders, yeah. uh, I do I do freelance uh, audio production for oh, cool. a handful of other podcasts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, editing, putting them together, uh, writing, like, show copy, helping launch them, all that type of stuff. Um, and then I'm also a, a contractor for an education startup that's based out of the the U.S. called Praxis. Okay. Um, and there we help, uh, help entrepreneurial, ambitious young people get apprenticeships in, um, in young, growing companies, other startups, uh, so they can really, you know, learn practical skills from reality as opposed to from a classroom yeah so
0: yeah that's everything's, everything's a lot location my, um, independent like you could do any all of this from anywhere
3: yeah 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 the um with that work i do a, a quite a bit more quite a few more calls so yeah um, sticking to north american time zones makes that substantially easier but yeah. um yeah other than that that's it's all remote
0: yeah that's really cool that's really cool Yeah, um, I don't I've got a couple of ideas of how I'm going to kind of fund my travels and I've, I've kind of set out a bit of a plan for when I leave, but it's always interesting to hear how other people are doing it um, but yeah, I'm a minor a little bit like what we said about before uh, what we sp- spoke about before the leap of faith so I'm kind of going to go and, and kind of force myself in a corner in a way and try to try to figure this out as, as best I can. So I'm planning to just get like a little house in Patagonia um, saved up a bit of money to kind of last me. Um, a little while, and I'm going to kind of uh, work, you know, four four or five hours every day in the morning, and then um, earn my right to have a bit of an adventure in, in the afternoon.
1: Yeah, I think that that's a great way to do it. I mean. I, I started working entirely remotely before Ryan did, and that actually stemmed from his job in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. I didn't have a work visa, and I, I made the choice to go down there. Um, but because I didn't have a work visa, I couldn't continue my job with Lululemon where I was working at the time. And so I just had to do everything online. So, you know, I took a yoga studio management position that I had in Canada and I asked if I could continue doing it online. And Fortunately for me, he said yes, and then I started MBOM, and we grew the World Wonders, and I mean, there's so many opportunities now, which is really, really cool. Like, there's sites like Upwork, and I mean, Fiverr is mostly design, but there's lots of different stuff you can find on there when you've got skills.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's definitely plenty of of, um, options, I guess, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like backing yourself in a corner is a good way to do it, though. It's kind of like <laughs> if, if you're like hesitant about jumping off the diving board, but somebody's on the ladder up, you're like, well, I can't ask them to go back down, so I guess I've got to jump.
0: Exactly, yeah, yeah, no choice. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, so I'd like to fire some quick questions your way as a part of a, a brand new segment. This is going to be the first go of this segment i've never done this with anyone else so that's pretty special um Ooh, so fine. yeah it should be good so it's called the good stuff that's what i've named it and here's how it works so i ask you guys a question and um, that's designed to help people learn and grow from your experience um, and you only have one minute to answer that question <laughs> um, but you need to give me the most potent answer possible whatever comes to top of mind um and just try to like let's just try to help some people with this so um after one minute uh I'll make a noise. <laughs> I don't know what that's going to be yet. I haven't really thought it out. Okay. But, um, then we'll can you move do on. an elephant impersonation? I can definitely try, yes. Uh, so I'll make an elephant <laughs> impersonation. And then, um, yeah, so you guys can take turns, one question each, and then swap. So I'll go through a few. And um, okay. how does that sound?
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Do you want me to go first? Sure. Okay.
0: Okay, so here we go. Okay, so. Apparently, while you guys were in Peru, you tried ayahuasca, and I want to know what that experience was like. You've got one minute.
1: Oh, man. That's a big question for one minute. Okay. Ayahuasca is a deeply enriching experience it's something that if you're going to do it I think doing your research knowing about the plant medicine about the place that you're doing and doing it and making sure that you feel really comfortable and safe is really important and then going into it with a really open mind um, there's I think almost no way of knowing what's going to come up for you during that experience and Therefore, if you're somebody like me who likes to plan everything, it's really, really hard to kind of just let go. But you've just got to let go. And, again, you know, like we've talked about throughout this episode, just trust that everything's going to be okay. And it's, it's painful and amazing, and it's going to make you... Sick, and it's going to make you cry, and it's going to make you laugh, and you'll feel every single emotion. But it's just basically like taking instead of peeling away the layers of you know the onion per se of your psyche, it's kind of like blowing the onion apart. Uh, and, um,
0: How was that? I I think I, that was a really good. Answer, I, by think,
1: way.
3: I think it was okay. What'd you think? right It's kind of reminded me of like a tugboat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great answer, Amanda. I really enjoyed that. Okay, Rhinestone, here we go. Top tips for packing while traveling.
3: I feel thing. like we should have. I feel, I feel like we should, should have, have st- t- done ideas. the opposite answers. Thanks, um, So yeah, I'm definitely not the most organized packer type. Okay. So uh, my tip. <laughs> okay, a couple things. So uh, if you're packing for a long trip, I'd say boil down to like every like be ruthless about getting to where you feel like okay, I've got only the stuff I absolutely need. Then get rid of half that stuff. Just like force yourself to like oh everything you think you need, and then you're forced to remove half of it. If you can travel with like a half full backpack, it is just like so nice. Um, We spent so much time like wrestling with our bags, trying to get them closed on backpacking trips, and it's just so awesome to uh, to have space.
2: More tips.
3: Let's talk. Yeah. yeah, So do that. Um, You can buy clothes wherever you go. So. You know, don't bring stuff and just buy it wherever you get to. And the second tip, something that I've struggled with, I bring a lot of books when I travel, so buy a Kindle because I've <laughs> spent like months lo- legging around like twelve books, which is not a smart idea.
0: Okay, good answer. Time's up. Amanda, do you want to add anything quickly to that?
1: Packing cubes are great, Packing somewhere gears, to yeah. put your dirty laundry is also good. Yeah. You can get a backpack that has like a separate compartment either at the top or the bottom. That's a great place to put your dirty shoes because when you're walking around all sorts of countries, you pick up all sorts of gross stuff. I'd say Birkenstocks are a really great shoe. Have a runner, don't bring too much stuff.
0: Okay, awesome. That sounded pretty good. I like the, uh, the teamwork there. So next question, travel slow or fast, why?
1: So it really depends on how much time that you have. I think that if you work a full time nine to five, uh, you could you probably want to see more things. I think that. Slow travel is way better. You know, spending a couple months in a place really allows you to dig deep into the people that live there and understand more than just the tourist activities and the things that are in a lonely planet book or on the Wikipedia site like Wiki Travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally like traveling slower, but that comes from, you know, also doing work on the road and just having traveled for so long. Um, oh, what else do I have to say about this? This is hard. Um, <laughs> <It's> intense, <huh? laughs> yeah. I think that give yourself at least three days in a place. There's places we've gone for only one day, and I really don't feel like you get a feel for a city in any way okay. if you're only there for
3: one day. Cool, that was good. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the only thing I'd add to that is just, um, you just people should just do what they want to do. Yeah. Like, there's so much kind of like travel snobbery where like, especially on a long like, if you go some places, like you'll meet people like, oh, you only went to. Uh, Italy for you only went to Rome for five days. Like I've been here for six months. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
3: like if you've got four weeks and you wanna go see a bunch of cities, like that's awesome. But for us we've definitely found that as we've traveled more, we like to do it much slower. hmm
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would 100% agree with that. We did an episode on The World Wonders a couple months back about, you know, how to travel for yourself and why you should find your own travel style because there is a lot of this, like, oh, you're not a real traveler if you don't do this, you're not a real backpacker if you don't do this. And people have certainly hated on us with the podcast for things like that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to pretend I didn't, that I liked somewhere that I didn't like. Like the food was crap. That's how I feel. Um, if you liked it, that's cool. I don't, I don't judge you for that. So yeah, I yeah. think. Like, do you and be okay with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some that people are just... No, nah, that was fine. I let that one go because that was really good. I enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, no one needs to listen to those people. Okay, so how do you stay safe in a country where people always warn you to travel to? Go for
3: it, Ryan. Where people always warn you to travel to? Well,
0: I, I feel like the media is always kind of um, blowing um, blowing certain places up and making a lot of places sound dangerous. And a lot of people before yeah. you leave on a trip say to you, Oh, it's really dangerous over there. I've heard this or that. I mean, how do you? What do you? How do you go about taking on that challenge? And how do you go about staying safe when you're in the country like that?
3: Yeah. So, a, a couple things. Um, I think pre going somewhere, there's always going to be a certain level of anxiety. And like, as soon as you actually get somewhere and get there for like 48 hours, a lot of that goes away. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, before you we went to South America, I'd been reading all these stories about taxi kidnappings and like the first five times we took a taxi I had my like pocket knife in my pocket and I was like worried about where the car is going all this stuff yeah yeah, so I I find when you get somewhere you know when you're at the airport there's always pretty safe taxis or you can get an Uber and then the people at your hostel really do know like there are other travelers you know they'll be able to give you good information and most of the people we've met who've gotten mugged while traveling have been doing really dumb stuff so like, it's wrong like, places,
0: like they they went out at night to a to a bar that they were told not to go in that area at night or something like that
3: yeah it's like you know don't walk by yourself at night in south american cities okay. um like after like 10 p.m sure. where there might not be other people around or people like buenos aires are like You know, don't go into La Boca at night outside of, like, the super popular areas because you'll get mugged. And people do it, and then they get mugged. Um, Yeah. And then so there's that tip, you know, talk to people at your hostels. They really know, and they'll be able to give you tips. Like, there's usually in cities, it's like there are certain places that are dangerous. Uh, And there's certain scams, like, and people at the hostel will be able to tell you good stuff about that. Okay. Um, And the second point is... Um, if you are somewhere, I think so for us in South America a lot of time, we just went out preparing to get mugged So it's like mm-hmm. if we're going up to a club in Brazil like in Rio We're like, let's just if, if we were to get mugged tonight What would be we feel fine about losing and just kind of mm-hmm. go with that? That's interesting, right? um, Yeah, and then we never ran into trouble because you know a lot of times you're not a target if you kind of don't have anything to be targeted for if you're not wearing jewelry or whatever. Um, but yeah, so those are two things. Talk to people um, at hostels and just kind of, you know, be, whether an Airbnb host or other travelers and just kind of prepare for the worst circumstance. Okay. Uh, and be fine. Be
0: fine, yeah. Cool. All right. I think we went over a minute for that one as well, but I'll let it go because uh, okay, I think it's really good stuff. I was going to
1: do the uh, elephant sound, but I didn't want to interrupt Ryan. That so. would
0: be so good, Amanda. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's only a couple more questions left. So, um, I'm definitely going to be throwing out some more elephant sounds if you go over again, but very good answer. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's all about yeah, common sense and, and just yeah, being aware and, and everything you said was on point. I, I think and trust, awesome.
1: trust your gut too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you want
0: to leave somewhere, just leave. Like don't feel weird, like about staying or anything like that. Yeah. You feel like like there's, you
1: pe- there's people who like give off like a, a vibe yeah, and you're like, oh, bad news. Like, I'm not going to get in a car with you. I'm not going to give you my money. Yeah. Just, yeah, shifty eyes. That. you got
0: to watch your shift the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So how do you stick to a budget? Why is budgeting important? Um, go
1: for it. I'm glad that I got this one and not Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I find that there's a couple different things with budgets. There's pre-budget. So having a really good goal in mind, mm-hmm. I like to create like vision boards and have something that I'm directly working towards so that I know in the morning like, oh, do I want a $5 Starbucks latte? No, that's a meal in this place so that I'm going go to go to. about
0: saving for your trip.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, So budgeting beforehand is huge Mm -hmm. to be able to save. And then once you're actually there, I think you know, looking at either a monthly or a weekly or a daily budget, I think that monthly works really well because some places are more expensive than others. But breaking it down into approximate day. So I know here in Mexico City, I spend about twenty five dollars a day, and that's my budget. Nice. And then taking out that amount in cash and knowing that you've got so much cash for the week and putting that in your wallet and only spending that. I think that there's definitely circumstances where it's nice to splurge and it's nice to take yourself out, but in general, trying to stick to those things. Another thing that we do is always cook breakfast. Um, Breakfast is completely overpriced and it's really easy to get like oatmeal or eggs or fruit or something like that. Um, That's a great way to save some money. Um, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Nice. Nice <laughs> elephant sound. Sorry. I, I I keep forgetting to make the noises. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, That's okay. How do you guys stay healthy and fit while you travel? It's your
1: choice.
3: Okay. Um, so I think Amanda puts a lot more like intention into this. Okay. Um, usually, so over the past year, we've been working a lot more. So the travel has been different. Um, but with our, our, with our big backpacking trip in South America, um, the two kind of key factors for me were, um, one, we walk a ton, like, um, you know, going out every day, exploring cities, or if we're going hiking, exercising, so just getting a, a, ton, of time, a ton of time in walking, and then also um, just kind of being on a budget constricts the amount of food you eat. Yeah, um, yeah and that, that kind of really did it. Do you have any other ideas?
1: Yeah, so I would say if you have a certain activity you like like mine is yoga, always finding that in a new city or country that you're in. It's yeah. harder if you only have 3 days cuz you don't really want to contribute like a chunk to a yoga class, but when we stay for like 5 to 7 days then we'll definitely find <coughs> excuse me. find a yoga studio or something to go to. It's the same with like if you like running or crossfit or that they're all over the world, so just go find that that place and, and check it out I think also before South America I read the four hour body by Tim Ferris mm-hmm. and he talks about you know doing a little bit of exercise really fast so I think it's like three minutes to get your heart rate up so I actually used to do that in hostile showers I used to squat for like a minute and a half and then do wall push-ups for a minute and a half
0: yeah just any way to get that exercise in that's really cool
1: yeah. And like, I mean, you're not like, it's not, I'm not getting a six pack from that, but yeah. I'm also, you know, between that and walking and things yeah, like tough. cooking your own breakfast and stuff that, that really helps.
0: Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, and one more, I'm just going to throw this one in. I haven't written it down or anything, but I want to know about Patagonia. Can you guys tell me, have you been there before or can you give me some tips or if you have and, and kind of, um, just kind of fill me in a little bit.
3: Yeah, so we went to uh, Ushuaia, Puerto Natales in Chile, mm-hmm. uh, El Calafate, and Verruolche. Okay. Uh, yeah, and we went right at the end of the season, so it was really starting to cool down. What
0: month was
3: that? April.
0: Okay.
3: April. Yeah. So we went to do uh, Torres uh, Torres de Paine in Chile, which is like probably the most famous hike down there, one of the most famous hikes. Um, but it was just so cold and snowing and we were not prepared for it at all and uh, couldn't, couldn't actually see them the day because the trail was closed because there was too much snow um, anyways yeah so favorite things uh, Ushuaia was really cool um, it's just right on the coast uh, it's very uh, so many places down there it's this uh, desolate feeling and I think people might have a negative connotation with like desolate but I, I kind of like enjoy it hmm. um, have you ever seen the movie into the wild
0: into the wild yes i've seen that good movie
3: so there's a a, a, eddie Vedder did a a soundtrack for the movie um which i feel like is like the soundtrack for patagonia (laughs) uh it's really kind of i don't know how to describe it but but if you listen to that music and then you're in patagonia listening to that music it's just like okay this is where this was made for yeah um yeah so uh el calafate i thought was really cool town um pretty small near Prudem Moreno, Glacier, and then um, Baraloche was actually probably my favorite of the the communities in Patagonia. It's kind of, my people would consider that in Patagonia still, right? It's
1: kind of like between the Lake District and, uh, sorry, I'm losing my voice, <clears throat> it's between the Lake District and Patagonia. So some people might say, oh, it's not Patagonia, but I think it's kind of right on the, the cusp of Patagonia.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Um, so much amazing hiking to do, uh, a little bit expensive, quite busy during the summer, mm-hmm. uh, and can be hard to get around places okay. because of that, okay. um, logistically, so you kind of have to plan ahead, can't just wing it as much as you might like so to. would you
0: say winter, like around April, May would be an okay time to go, or would you say don't go because it's going to be too cold and you're not going to have a good time?
3: Uh, So I think just need to prepare. So for us, we were doing this six-month backpacking trip of South America, and it was mostly like hot places. So we were in Colombia, we were in Brazil, we were in uh, Peru. And then we went down to Patagonia in their fall, um, and we just did not have the clothing to be prepared for that. But if you know, like, hey, I'm going to Patagonia in April, and you bring the clothing, you bring the sweaters and the gloves, uh, winter hats, Then you're then you're perfect, and it's much more quiet and relaxed. Um, nice. So I think that's, yeah, that's a good time to go. Yeah, I,
0: I really I love getting away from the tourists. Like I, I love getting away from just p- places with so many people. Like I feel like mm-hmm. I just feel a lot more. Like I can connect with my trip a bit more, and I can really I don't know. I just enjoy nature. I just really enjoy nature, and I love when I can get away from the city. Um, so I think yeah. that'll be that'll be cool. I think it sounds like a good time to go. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would. I would probably go a couple. <laughs> well, I hope you can edit this out. I would probably go a couple weeks earlier than we went. We went mid-April, and I would probably go maybe like beginning of April. i like um, May. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Most things are most things are closed at that point. So okay. so do your research on that because okay. it's as soon as it snows, things close, the buses stop, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, we went like beginning of April. Or mid begin sorry mid April like the penguins had just gone in Ushuaia so that's like a major thing to see um, we'd seen penguins so we weren't like super upset about it but I would have liked to see the penguins yeah and then just things like the W track is really it's like you can get a spot really easily but it's it's quite cold so it's not ideal camping yeah um, so I think that going a couple weeks earlier would have been maybe a little bit more perfect I've got a couple of
0: options around the area so I might might save Patagonia, at least you make me reconsider, I might save Patagonia for a couple months later or something. Yeah, like, I just feel like, yeah, it's, it's pretty good to leave things fluid and kind of not lock anything in right now and just keep it spontaneous. So, this has been good, good tips about Patagonia. Thank you, guys. Um, no what, what plans do you guys have for 2018? So, um, that was a bit of fun with with that little segment. But what do you guys, what do you guys kind of got on the horizon
3: Yeah, so we're here in Mexico until May, and one of the awesome things about living in Mexico City is that it's really affordable and accessible to get to other parts of the country. Like, you can fly basically anywhere in Mexico for uh, under $100 round trip uh, and under two hours for sure anywhere. So um, quite a few small trips around Mexico. I went to Central America, and then we're headed back to Canada for the summer yep. from May until the end of October. Um, and then we really don't know what's what's after that. We're going to have to figure it out. Um, but, yeah, we've, we just recently, like, uh, found our place to stay for the summer in um, Canmore, Alberta, which is kind of where we call home. Um, so, yeah, Mexico, Canada, maybe somewhere after that. I don't know.
1: Yeah. We'll go somewhere after that. We're just not too sure right now. That
0: sounds good. I think we should stay in touch and uh, grab a creepy coffee. What do you reckon?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay, so, yeah, so I think this has been this has been fun. I'm really, really happy to have you guys on the show and, and um, happy to kind of have a bit of a chat about travel and, and just to meet you guys as well. You've been really cool and thanks for coming on again. Um, do you do you guys have anything else you kind of want to throw out there or anything you want to say to the, the audience about um maybe a piece of advice or anything else you want to leave them with
1: um if you've been thinking about you know going traveling or taking a trip abroad or changing your career or there's something that kind of is you know you feel like deep down is really like calling at you to do i would say just just go and do it it's it's always going to be scary but just go and do it it's always going to be worth it as well
3: yeah i second that <laughs> i love it okay cool
2: Hope you enjoyed my chat with the World Wanderers. These guys are awesome. If you want some more information about them, go onto iTunes and just type in the World Wanderers. You'll get their podcast. It's really good listening, full of travel, tips, inspiration, and stories. It's just an awesome podcast. Check it out. Uh, They've also got a website, theworldwanderers.com. If you want to hear more about Amanda's other podcasts, all about mastering the business of yoga, it's m.b.om podcast. So check that one out. Uh, But upcoming on the Good People Effect, I've got a chat with a Buddhist monk. Uh, We met up one day, we just kind of sat in his meditation garden and had a chat for about an hour and a half and honestly, honestly, this was one of the best days of my life. I I spoke to him for about an hour and a half just about life and it was so relaxing, so peaceful, so so insightful. Um, I just left that environment feeling a million times better than I I had when I walked in Um, and I, I think... I'm pretty sure, I'm not 100%, but I think by listening to this podcast, you can feel the same way too. So that whole thing was filmed and it's going to go onto my new video channel, um, which doesn't exist just yet, but stay tight, I'll I'll keep you posted. Um, There's also an episode with an upcoming local artist, Daniel Weber. So Danielle is just really, really cool. Uh, we just had a, we just you know sat down, had a bit of a chat about creativity, inspiration, and kind of her journey, which I found really, 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 really cool, mind blowing, and it made me feel really good, um, and and it made me feel like I wanted to put a bit more uh, discipline, and um, I wanted to put a, a few more focus points into my life just from that chat. So that was real good. That's that episode's coming up soon as well. Uh, so if you haven't had a chance yet, jump on the Good People Effect at good people effect instagram um and yeah that's about it guys take it easy